Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Friends, welcome again to Soul Talks. Christy and I are here to encourage you in your life and your ministry or work, and we're continuing our series on uh, preventing burnout on uh, Sabbath and soul care, and so thankful to have you in our community. One of our Soul Talks friends, Wes, left a review on Amazon, really appreciate, and this is for Journey of the Soul, and really illustrates uh, our ministry and what we're going to be talking about today as we talk about vicarious trauma in ministry and just the need for help with that. And he's describing how in Journey of the Soul, he appreciates that we lay out a path of understanding with uh, deep empathy and compassion. And just so appreciate those words, Christy, deep empathy and compassion, because that is the heartbeat of Jesus. And that is so much what we want Soul Shepherding to offer, our books, our podcasts, etc. And so Wes appreciated the understanding about the different cycles or stages of growth uh, that we go through in life and being able to name that and understand the different needs, the different challenges, the different soul care practices that will be helpful at each stage. This is the map that's in Journey of the Soul. And uh, he also appreciated, and you'll, you'll like this, Christy, he says that Journey of the Soul helped him to be more gracious and and less judgmental towards himself and toward other people as they're on their journey with Jesus and we're all in different stages. Thank you, Lord. That's awesome. That's totally what I've been praying for and how God would use this book. So thank you, Wes, for taking time to do a review. It's such an encouragement and a blessing when you take time to write a review because it helps other people find the podcast, the book, whatever you're writing the review or just doing a star rating on, we really appreciate it. Thank you. And also it encourages Bill and I to know that, okay, um, our our work is making a difference. God's using it. So thank you for that. And it's so simple to leave a star rating. It just takes uh, seconds, literally. But uh, people see that and it helps them to find Journey of the Soul or the Soul Talks podcast. So thanks for that. And uh, most of all, thanks for being in our community We're talking about vicarious trauma today, uh, particularly as it relates to ministry and Christian work. I hope you subscribe to our Soul Sharpening blog, and the blog that came out today is called Vicarious Trauma in Ministry, and so that will be helpful to you uh, as a companion to this podcast as we're talking about uh, recovery from trauma. So, Christy, uh, trauma is something that we've had a lot of experience with. Unfortunately, nobody wants experience with trauma. All different types of stress overloads and uh, pain, and we've had our share personally in, in our lives and, and family. And we, uh, of course, in our work with soul shepherding and as doctors of psychology and spiritual directors, we talk with a lot of people dealing with trauma, uh, currently helping uh, people, uh, church leaders, where there's been situations of, of conflict or misunderstanding or hurt. And uh, while this is very difficult, you know, in the pandemic, there's been a lot more uh, div- divisiveness and uh, anger and conflict, and including amongst Christian families and church leaders. And so there's a lot of pain there. And when you, as a, as a pastor or a small group leader, a shepherd, or uh, just as a friend, when you come alongside someone and you listen with empathy and you, you offer a helping hand, you're absorbing the, the pain and stress, and in some cases the trauma of uh, the person that you're caring for. 
And so the term for that is vicarious trauma. And so even though we didn't go through that, that stress or that injustice or that abuse ourselves, but because we're, we're offering our heart to somebody, we're offering our prayers and we're, we're, we're present to them, we, we absorb a, a lot of residual from, from that, that trauma. And I mean, it comes up in our dreams. I had a dream last night that was a lot about uh, stuff that I've internalized from different pastors that I'm talking to and, and helping. And uh, it's sort of the, the, hidden, the hidden work of, of ministry and of empathy. There, there's a lot going on there when we're really listening with a soft heart to somebody and, and being prayerful. And we're, we're, we're absorbing and in love somebody's experience, and which then, of course, is guiding us in the questions that we ask and the way that we care and and this is fundamental, like to the Ministry of Spiritual Direction, with all of the senior spiritual directors that we have in our soul shepherding staff. This is this is the work that they're doing: listening and caring to people for people as dealing with different things in their, their life and their work. So it's vicarious trauma because we're witnessing it in somebody else's life. We're not experiencing it firsthand, but we don't want to underestimate the effect it has on us, especially when we're journeying with people that are sharing their trauma with us. And as we're empathizing with them, we sometimes will have some of the same symptoms of trauma as someone who's experienced the trauma firsthand. Yeah. And it's it's sort of a shocker because, and that's why we're focusing on this because the the stress and pain of going through a trauma, like a, like a flood and your house floods, or been abused, or you've embroiled in a, a conflict that's really upsetting and damaging. I mean, it's, so, it's obvious in those cases that there is, is stress and pain, and you, you need help recovering from that. But vicarious trauma, where you didn't actually go through the trauma, you, you just observed it or empathized with it, that's a lot more subtle, and we take that for granted. And a lot of us, uh, especially you who are in our soul shepherding community, you are people of the heart. You're shepherds, you're, you're pastors, missionaries, leaders, small group leaders, soul friends. You're caring for people. And when we are doing this kind of a ministry, we are more than we realize we're absorbing a lot of stress and pain and trauma. I've talked to someone this week who's struggling with intense anxiety because he's seen so many people that he knows personally struggling with and suffering from COVID. And so there's a form kind of, of vicarious trauma there that he's even experiencing that's causing him incredible anxiety. And we hear about this even with healthcare workers. And then I talked to somebody this week who has been experiencing vicarious trauma with conflict in their church. And so they're really struggling because they're seeing the way that the pastors are being treated and the pastors are being judged and the pastors are being betrayed amidst a lot of political disagreements that are invading their church. And it's, it's traumatizing to them to be hearing their, their pastors attacked that way and talked about that way. These are people they love, people that they trust, people they've invested in, people who've ministered to them deeply. And so these are also some examples that that we might be experiencing some trauma and just be missing and not even aware of. And I talk with a parent whose adult child made some significant mistakes and immoral acts that were just shocking and so upsetting for him and his wife. And that was a trauma and put them into a frenzy of stress and fear and uh, and pain and needing to then, you know, find the energy to deal with that. And so, yeah, so many different things in life and these sorts of experiences, particularly if we don't get help with them, if we internalize the traumatic experience or, or the vicarious trauma, that can feed into a cycle that leads to burnout 
where we just we just wear down uh, in our ministry or in our work, and we just we start to lose motivation, and that can go into some really negative places where we can some dangerous places where we can start to feel like you know this just this life of serving God is just leaving me empty, and you know I'm just giving to other people, and you know what's in it for me. And so we can start cheating around the margins of our life and not really seeking God with a heart of love, not really worshiping God, not really delighting in the Lord or drawing strength from Scripture and our spiritual practices. And we begin looking elsewhere for comfort and uh, begin uh, cheating on some things and maybe indulging in some sinful patterns that can become really problematic for our, our life or our family. And so it's a very central topic here that is so urgently important, especially in this pandemic and all the stress and, and conflict that we've been dealing with and just the, just getting worn down. In a sense, we have a whole worldwide community that's experiencing vicarious trauma. Back when, a couple of months ago, when I had COVID, part of my Part of my stress with all that was, in addition, just being so sick and never having experienced such sickness. Was I just, all these scenes were flashing in front of my mind from the the images that I've been seeing on the news for the last year and a half, and and afraid that that was me because I kept getting worse. And I thought of myself as just so healthy. You know, I'm 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 a runner and I eat healthy and I, I've got energy and I think of myself as as young. And then here I am, feel like I'm fighting for my life, trying to you know get breath and trying to keep my oxygen rate above 92 so I don't need to go to the hospital and uh, sweating through my clothes uh, three times, changing my clothes three times, you know, while, while I'm sleeping because I'm just so feverish and going going through all this. And but it, it, the trauma was the images that were coming to my mind of you know, people in, in the hospital and people that have died and younger people that have died and then being afraid and then Satan attacking me in the midst of all of that. And it's like, ah! So how do you cope with these vicarious traumas? Let's let's talk about, we've been identifying the problem of them. They're, they're really painful. They really affect us deeply. They're real. And they, they come to us in ways sometimes we can't control, we don't expect. You know, you're referencing here, seeing things on the news and hearing stories that are traumatic, and that's true for all of us. And, you know, this last summer, we were seeing the traumas of the fires, we were seeing the traumas of the hurricanes, we were seeing the traumas, you know, of of hospitals being full and not having room for people, we've seen the traumas in Afghanistan. And, you know, there's just been so much trauma that we're, we're exposed to in our world. Yeah, and so I think the first thing is just naming it. And that's why we're we're talking about and talking about some of the, the symptoms and experiences of vicarious trauma because it's it's pernicious and it goes on without us realizing it. So to admit that this is affecting me, and then to delve into the experience of it, and we, you know what is that like, and to talk about that. Uh, I don't know that word pernicious. <laughs> What's that mean? Uh, it's like uh, insidious, uh, subtle, hidden, okay. uh, sneaky, uh, damaging uh, in a sneaky way. It's it's eroding and, and damaging my, my energy, my, my soul care. Okay. And one of the things that's good about that work that's so important is that there are times when we kind of poo-poo it or kind of underestimate and, and think, oh, I don't really, I'm doing okay. It's not affecting me because we're not aware of how it is wearing on us. So what are some of the symptoms that our listeners can be aware of? Yeah, well, let's just go, go through this. So here's some examples of emotional trauma. Just, let's just give you a list. We've been going through them. But natural disasters, 
overwhelming responsibility or stress, intense or recurring conflict or criticism, abuse, bullying, being controlled or manipulated, grief or loss, surgery, abandonment or betrayal. These are all examples of emotional trauma. With physical traumas, there is an emotional correlate, so that's what we're talking about. And this becomes vicarious trauma when we observe it, especially when we empathize with somebody else who has been through an emotional trauma. So some of the psychological symptoms that you experience with emotional trauma, things like intrusive thoughts uh, or intrusive images about the event, difficulty concentrating, irritability and anger, anxiety and fear, guilt and shame, depression or hopelessness, isolating from people, which often goes with depression, uh, getting emotionally disconnected, even numb or just vegged out, checked out, having nightmares like I had last night. Uh, we, we can unpack that if you want, Christy. Um, or compassion fatigue. These are some of the symptoms of emotional trauma. Well, it's really helpful to talk about those symptoms because I think a lot of times I have found myself slip into, man, I don't know why I'm so depressed. I don't have any reason to be depressed. I have a good life. Things are going well for me. Uh, people appreciate me. I have meaningful work to do. I, I love the Lord. I know I'm operating in his goodness and grace and redemption. I've got this man that I'm married to that I love and respect. I've got kids, you know, like I, I'll go through all my blessings. I have it so much better than other people. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going through trauma, you know, and I'll even say, you know, and I'll start, sometimes I'll even share with you, you know, I don't, I don't have cancer like so-and-so does that I'm journeying with. I don't have, I'm not dealing with parents with dementia like, you know, so-and-so is dealing with right now. And like, I'll start to list other people's traumas, but I'm actually not realizing how it's affecting me. Right, and that, I'm you're diminishing minimizing. it. I'm minimizing mm -hmm. it. It's that pernicious word you're using. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it, it's affecting me, but I'm denying it. I'm not aware of it. I'm not conscious of it. I'm judging myself thinking I have nothing. I shouldn't be feeling these symptoms. And so that's where a, a really effective soul friend is, and most readily probably a spiritual director or counselor can help you to realize that you're doing that. Mm -hmm. You're, you're minimizing or diminishing your experience. Yeah. And, and sometimes even you do that. Sometimes I'll hear you say things like, man, I just don't have any energy. And you'll start to, you know, I'm kind of like, well, yeah, I know why. Because like, I see how hard you're working. And I see all, you know, these uh, reconciliations you're doing with churches and conflicts. And what, what that you have emotions about that, that you're not having time to process yet. And so sometimes we can recognize it in each other. That's right. Of, and, and, and I can have empathy for you and how you've experienced vicarious trauma, even with your dream last night. As I was listening, I was like, yeah, this is no surprise that you would have that dream because I know some of what you listen to and what you have been exposed to this week vicariously. Yeah. So we're talking about recovery from trauma. And what we're getting at here is that there's two ways to recover from trauma. One is after weeks or months or even years of repressing stuff and then we crash mm -hmm. and we, we crash into a, into a burnout or a moral failing or we we get stuck at that wall that we talk about in the Christ stages of journey of the soul and we're, we're just feeling far from God and so then we cry out for help and, and we finally you know cry uncle and we, we go talk with a spiritual director who has a deeper understanding of the soul and our spiritual life and our intimacy with God and help us to work that through and that's one way to recover and maybe if you're a pastor, you go on sabbatical. And 
we found like, wow, that, that we, that's a really important soul shepherding ministry. And so we created sabbaticalguide.com. We have a whole process there for pastors and church leaders and missionaries to, to really recover. Uh, the other way to recover from trauma is like a little bit at a time. <laughs> and so we don't hopefully crash and burn in a burnout. And so that's where there's a lot of soul care practices. And like we talked about last week on Soul Talks around Sabbath rest. And so there are, and, and we, we talk a lot on, on Soul Talks about soul friendship and talking with the spiritual director and, and these sorts of practices. Because when we maintain this sort of, these rhythms in our life, it, it helps to care for us and diminish the effects of stress and conflict and pain and trauma. And so that was the case for me, even last night, middle of the night, I had a, a, a dream, try to just summarize this briefly, extremely upsetting dream, very vulnerable, but I was in a situation where I got lost, and I'm not very good with directions, and so that was uh, something that I'm vulnerable to, and then uh, can get easily stressed and frustrated by, and I was uh, trying to connect with Christy, and I couldn't find her, and then my phone wouldn't work, and and so I found myself going into a frenzy of trying to find ways to connect with, with Christy. And then I was feeling just uh, so, so lost and so scared and very emotional and, and actually hysterical, emotional. I couldn't stop crying. And then I ran into a person who, who gave me a phone, but it didn't work. And, you know, again, my phone couldn't work. And so I woke up just like hyperventilating and, and hot and sweaty and, and trembling and I was just like, oh, wow. And this is like uh, 4.30 in the morning. And, and then all of a sudden I, I heard a, a door close in the house. And I was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> like an intruder in the house. And then Christy walks into the bedroom. It's like, oh, she had been, been helping our cat. And, and uh, she tells me. And, and so then she was awake. That was the good news. Once I recovered, and then, so I, I asked her to listen. And I shared with you my dream and gosh, probably for an hour, you in the middle of the night, you're listening to me and giving me empathy. And I'm just uh, giving thanks to God for his compassion and grace to me through you as I unpacked the dream and the emotions of the dream, but then all the things in my life, and there were probably like six or 10 of them that had some ways that felt kind of like I felt in that dream. And so then I, I referenced those situations and that included some examples of vicarious mm -hmm. trauma with yes. different pastors or leaders that I'm caring for yes. and things are going on in their life that, that I didn't realize how much I had absorbed and internalized. Mm -hmm. But the point that we're illustrating here is if, is if I didn't like listen to that dream and then lean into it prayerfully and, and vulnerably by sharing with you, Christy, then that would have just kind of gone in the category of repressed stuff that goes into my body, makes me tired, makes me anxious, makes me irritable, makes it harder for me to connect emotionally with God and with my family and other people. And then it's kind of taking me down this path of eventual burnout. Mm -hmm. But instead, because I've learned some things about dream interpretation and seeking empathy and and having someone that, that will listen to me and pray for me and, and most every day seeking relationships of mutuality like that and so that really helped me and so i went back to sleep after that we both did and then i've, I've been great today well i was so glad that you took the time to value your soul to be able to share what you're feeling and the way you leaned into the gift that god gave you for your unconscious in the dream to be processing your emotions and then that you were 
you were diligent to look and see, okay, where is their connections? Where is this stuff being triggered? And you were able to identify even people you're journeying with and how that pertain and processing that. And then after you processed and received from me love and, and prayers and empathy, then today at lunch, you asked me, well, how did it feel for you to listen to me? And you checked in with me to see if I had some something to process based on my entering into that little trauma for you of that dream. And I, I so appreciated that you giving that opportunity for me to process too. And this is why we have the Soul Shepherding Network is because people need a place where they can receive supervision. They can be a part of a supervision group where they can process through the, what's getting triggered in them and in their ministry, in their lives as they're journeying with people and, and receive supervision for that to help them. Because if, if spiritual directors and counselors and pastors and just soul friends are just going along caring for people and never getting an opportunity to process how it's affecting them, they're going to burn out and it's going to inhibit the care that they have. And they're going to get defended against having empathy for other people. And so this has been a real value for us to create this at Soul Shepherding. We have uh, senior spiritual directors on our Soul Shepherding staff who we've uh, mentioned to you in recent weeks, and they are available to listen to you uh, in your life. Whatever your role is, whatever your work, whatever is going on in your life, uh, they're not therapists, they're spiritual directors, but our form of spiritual direction and soul shepherding is psychologically informed, and you can talk with them about anything that's going on in your life, and they will listen to you with empathy, help you in your relationship with God, and guide you in your spiritual journey through the, the stages uh, of faith, the Christ stages, and through things like the dark night of the soul, and uh, stuff with vicarious trauma or the wall, uh, whatever it is that's going on in your life, they help you understand those experiences and where God is in that. Because sometimes, uh, oftentimes, God is actually very close to us, even though he feels far away. And so uh, a soul shepherding senior spiritual director can help you find the words and the language for that. And we're so excited to offer this for you uh, because it's our heart for you uh, in our soul shepherding community uh, that you would experience God's grace in your life in, in deeper and deeper ways and that you would, uh, together, we could live out this life of apprenticeship to Jesus in, in the kingdom of God and that in our relationships and in our work and our ministry that we would be, we would be healthy, that we would be uh, connected to God and God's love and God's grace and, and effectively loving the people around us for Jesus' sake. Jesus, we are so grateful to you for your empathy, for your compassion, for your love, that you have become human, that you experienced vicarious trauma, that you understand all of our emotions because you felt and experienced emotions as a human on this earth, and you still feel with us in empathy, in love, in grace, in compassion that you journey with us, that you don't abandon us, you never leave us or forsake us, and that you even encourage us to cast our cares, to cry out to you, to call upon you, to receive your grace, your strength, your ministry, your intercessions. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, fall is upon us, and I know the fall is a busy season, especially for pastors and leaders with all the ministries that start up in the fall. You might be thinking, why are you talking about vacation and sabbatical and rest? This isn't, I can't do that right now. Well, maybe you can't. That's true. But 
don't just write this off as not being eligible for it. The reason we're talking about this in the fall is because if you're going to do it, you've got to be intentional and you've got to be planning. And so we want you to have the vision for it as you're thinking about this coming summer. And we have practical help for you at sabbaticalguide.com. Our sabbatical coaching, our videos help you step by step how to plan for a sabbatical. Everywhere from getting it, giving your board or, or your staff or family members, other people a vision of this, getting them on board with you, sample letters, things you can hand them to help them understand why this is important and necessary, why you need this support and vision, even in applying for a grant to get a sabbatical and to get help for that. So start now and check out those resources at sabbaticalguide.com. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org.